Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady Geek Society Podcast. It's been a hot minute. Happy New Year. I'm Happy Pete. New Year. <laughs> Happy holidays. I just All talked that. over you. All good. I'm sorry. It's been a lot. It's been a while since we've done this. It has. I'm Jenna. So don't <laughs> mind us as we get back into the swing of things. Um, but we're here to talk about this is I'm just I bullied Jenna into doing this because Yes, it's been I a while. Speak. I, I wouldn't say you bullied me, but it has been a while that you're like, oh, you should watch this. And then now. recently, though, recently was more of the bullying. Yeah, because I, I was also threw shade at you publicly. Yes, yes. <laughs> so she did. Here, she didn't see it. To talk about Casino Royale and the romance in this movie, which truly makes this movie. It does. It, yeah. It does. I always forget the fact that spoilers for Casino Royale, if you haven't seen it, but I feel like it's been 15 years. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you would be listening to this. Um, But the fact that she's basically only in the second half of the film, maybe even less. And yet she follows him until the very end. So she literally is a presence throughout the other films. And I have a lot of feelings about this. It's if this story was a romance, like it 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 would have been the greatest. Like it would have been one of the greats if it like actually followed the concise romance tropes to a happy ending. I was just about to say we need to have them have a happy yeah, ending. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what makes it not a romance. Yeah, and also, like, expanded on Vesper and have her be through the whole movie. Yeah. Because, so, backstory for me and James Bond, I've only seen Skyfall (laughs) randomly. That was it. I think I saw the Casino Royale opening credits in my visual effects class. (laughs) Um, And I used to play it on N64 with my brother. That was my only experience with James Bond. So then I was going into this and I'm like, the first hour, I basically, before she gets there, I'm like, this is just a generic spy movie. Right. And I'm like, it's, it's good. It's not bad. But then she came in and I'm like, okay. Hello. Now, now we're going places. There's a presence the second she comes in. As soon as she sits down, it's like, you know, she is there. And it's, it's one of, like, as much as I think that I always say enemies to lovers is my favorite trope, there are very few enemies to lovers that are done well that I actually love. Yeah. Fake dating, though. <sighs> Fake dating is just so good. And they have, I think they were my first introduction to fake dating when I think about it, because before them... I was 15 when I watched this movie. I don't know any other couple from my youth that had fake dating. Yeah, now that I think about it, obviously I just watched this movie, but I don't know if I, at this point, I am familiar with fake dating. Yeah, yeah. Trope, but I don't know what my first introduction to it is. But yeah, I don't know if it was like early because it's you know like what some I mean? of my biggest ships when I think about my youth is like I like ships from the Harry Potter films. No fake yeah. dating in that. No. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. No fake dating. Nope. And agreed to though. Star Star Wars. No fake dating. Nope. So from those three, <laughs> there's no fake dating, and I feel like those are like the biggest things I remember that kind of pushed me into shipping so I mean it really is they do the trope so well too yeah that it's like oh you like romance well look at this trope enjoy it and fall down the hole and it's just it's it's peak because the man does it he's the one who initiates it yes And you come down to that part of like, oh, 
like I, I he's in he oh god he's such a clown that's that's another thing i guess like my i i love a good clown um do we <laughs> but it's just like he he's so convinced that you know the whole initiating the kiss and everything he does that because he was distracted by it when it happens during the first game yep and then so he thinks everyone else is gonna like fall for that the way that his dumbass did but instead he's the one that's like just completely awestruck by her james you're too you're too interested in her it's not gonna work it just doesn't work that way a for effort but you done failed like and you lost a lot of money good job it's just and i love that so much because i'm like that's probably why i love this movie because it's just peak clownery yeah until the very end of course when it's gets very serious but it's just all those bits even the way that he orders the drink and everything that starts from there. Yes. And even like, I feel like before Vesper comes in that I feel like there was an element to him. That's like, what are you doing? Like he's kind of like, he's new on the job Mm -hmm. and he's being very extra and flirty. So it's like, he is, he's a clown. And she's right. His ego is his downfall essentially. The fact that she can size him up without getting close to him. Yeah. And physically too. How do I do that? Like, what kind of skill does that take? Did she, did she sew a lot? I don't know. Was she in fashion school? But it's like, and I love that he, you know, he, he gives her the dress and he thinks, again, he thinks he's in control and she's just like, yeah, there's your suit. Yep. It very good. (laughs) Just like the back and forth between them. It's just. It's perfect. It is. Because they challenge each other. It is. And they support each other. And that and that's the the fact that it happens in an hour and a half, which usually a lot of romance movies are an hour and a half. You I was just about get to say that. Romance for a good two hours, which is a crime. Mm. But a lot of this movie is like so much of it happens in an hour and a half. And sometimes with romantic comedies, you feel that like inorganic switch where you're like oh I could have used a little bit more to get here yeah I feel like with this the pacing is so perfect that you have all this hesitation and build up in those really small details and then bam you're in the hurt comfort and it's just blessed be the gods like yes I've seen a lot of Bond movies but nothing ever struck me the way that Casino Royale did. Because then before that, it was just like, oh, I'm watching these movies just because. But nothing was like, what is this world? I want to know about this world. Yeah. And what is it that's your favorite scene exactly? Oh, my God. I can't. I can. I absolutely can. But freaking hurt comfort. Like, they don't just have fake dating, but there's hurt comfort and and like beautiful, vulnerable hurt comfort. And I just found out about the fact that Daniel Craig, like I did not know this until I was writing my deep dive. So I was doing a bit more research and reading a bit more um, like different articles uh, back in 26. I could 26, 2006. I couldn't do all this stuff, but I was reading an article that was on Screen Rant that was talking about how Daniel Craig made sure that like she was fully clothed, understanding her trauma wouldn't let her just like, she wouldn't come home and strip off and be in her underwear and have this gratuitous scene that is just, what is that word I'm looking for? It's, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. For one. It's exploitive. It is, ex- yes, very exploitive. So, and um, yeah, it's like, it, it would be, I feel like in them, if they were to do that, it would be per, like very much catering to the male gaze. Exactly. A hundred and ten percent being like, oh, we're going to deal with emotions now, but look at this naked woman. Yeah. Or partially naked woman, but still, it's like that, the way they did it, I think, is more real. Mm-hmm. And um, just, it, 
the again like the the vulnerability and just the softness on both parts and the fact that Daniel Craig stood up for that like I all the props to him like I love that he recognized that and spoke up for it yeah because it is true if you're traumatized which he very clearly is like up until this moment we don't really get any emotions from Vesper we get frustrations and she she doesn't crumble to him yeah you know as much as she even when he loses she has her whole the backstory of what she's dealing with the threats that are behind her but we still don't see her crumble because of it and we don't see her kind of put down her armor but in this moment she puts down her armor because the trauma is real and it's fucked up and she just helped him kill a man yeah and and even which is what's really uh fascinating because i was re-watching and i was like of course he's such a man he's like rinsing his face with bloody water and then i was like but that's he's he's also messed up by it as well and i was like he's not gonna think straight to be like oh okay let me get like rinse yeah. out the water he's gonna more. be like get it just, just get it get off, it me. off. And asap so, the way that this movie is thought of really i cannot believe is 2006 the mummy is also another great movie with ships but i don't oh, know when the yes. mummy came out but I, I it also doesn't have it does have a bit of fake dating right the first one I honestly do not remember right now. They might for a little bit. Is it when they're on the boat? I, I it's completely escaping me at the moment, but I also feel like the mummy is a little bit later. Well, I guess I need to rewatch that movie. No, 1999. I watched the mummy a little bit later. I watched the mummy later. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I don't know watched when, it, but I know I watched recently. it later. Yeah, because I was very scared of mummies at one point fair i watched a really strange movie where yeah anyway but back to casino royale the vulnerability of that scene is just it's so crushing because it's so intimate and so beautiful and so sad and i just i love to see too that like um james you know like he recognizes it and he just like very quietly just holds her mm-hmm. so sweetly. And I love seeing like when characters are, oh yeah, they're a badass, but they also have the capacity for tenderness. And I think a lot of people get really hung up on like, oh, the badass, like rather than actually acting on like the more tender feelings. Mm-hmm. Cause I recently had that discussion with someone and I'm like, everyone is capable of both. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he waits for her to speak. Yes. Like, he goes and sits beside her, which is one thing. Because it's that's the gesture of I'm here, but I'm not going to push anything until you give me the signs that I should. Yeah. I, that's yeah. What I love so much because he doesn't act until she says that like she you know the blood won't come off and then that's when he's like let me help yeah and it's all so quietly done while giving each other the space to act in those moments yeah and then he doesn't like he starts to cradle her head when she comes closer and it's just it's little things like that that always destroy me (laughs) And yet him giving her all the agency. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally so conscious of her agency. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like when you said, when he cradled her head too, I was just like, wow, this is beautiful. It is. It's so beautiful. And the whole film is like, the thing is James Bond is always going to have elements of sex interwoven into the film. It's James Bond. Yeah. Um, and it does, it, it absolutely does in all the films. Like I don't, I was never attracted to Daniel Craig until James Bond. And then it was like, Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> but there are really sexy elements to the film that still, I feel like the vulnerability is what makes it that much more alluring. Yeah. Like, without the vulnerability, I feel like it would just be your typical male gaze and you're like, okay, cool. Y'all yeah. look great, but 
what exactly am I looking at? Well, that's my whole thing is I personally, I don't always get attached. Like I get attached to movies and shows that have that emotional Mm -hmm. connection, but I don't have an emotional connection to the characters or things that are happening. I'm not going to be interested. No, And it's like, it could still be a crazy action adventure like this. I like them. But again, if I don't care about the characters, I'm just not going to care. No. And it's my deal. Like, I watched Quantum of Solace. I watched Skyfall. I watched that. I did not watch Spectre. That's a lie. I refuse to watch Spectre. Um, (laughs) But watch No Time to Die. And No Time to Die is obviously my favorite outside of Casino Royale. Uh, Outside just sounded very weird to me. But (laughs) because of the fact that's where you really see the pull that Vesper had on him this entire time. The fact that she's been walking with him this whole time despite all these women that he has had she's been there yeah well and she like this is his origin story this one's origin story yeah so it's like she played such a part in molding him i don't know which other bond movie had vesper in it um because of the books and obviously the drink uh being named after her but it's like imagine the power that all that aside that power is so fascinating but what makes it even more is the whole armor part of it yeah and because she could very easily to become a plot device of course because obviously like this is james's story yeah but she still had such autonomy in her own story that she wasn't no exactly she could have been and she makes him the MI6 agent that he is. She makes him James Bond. Yeah. So that's essentially the bitch is dead kind of sparks that, that darkness and that ego and the whole distrust of him to come out. But it's done with so much tenderness that it, she's, it wasn't the whole, oh, a female character dies to give the man the backstory. I never got that from this movie. And we've gotten that from so many angles and I think the reason we didn't is because their love was so real and because it is interconnected to Mr. White and all that shenanigans and technically he does end up with daughter which is all kind of like Vesper's doing Mm -hmm. but for me it's always been the fact that while she forces him to kind of put his armor back on she's also the reason that it's stripped in the first place yes yeah and i think even too like her dying even though i don't totally agree with how it happened no but there's we didn't, so much we didn't talk about, about that bond and water i <laughs> think about that like i lose sleep fair. a lot about what happens with this man and water fair very fair um but like she had her own sins not even like sins because she was trying to save her ex-boyfriend boyfriend boyfriend, whatever clearly um not love him clearly an ex-boyfriend at this point but so like she had that other stuff going on like she has a history like Mm -hmm. there are she has outside motivations all that stuff um so like it wasn't just like what would have been like a death for to just be like, oh, she just died and sent her him off on like this whole thing would be like, say if he, she was just like shot because of mm-hmm. him, you know, like she was, she died because of her own choices and actions. Yeah. She chooses to die. She, she could, dies. She and that's what have, I was going to say. I'm like, why are you locking it? He could have saved her. And I just, I just don't get like why she locked it. Did she not want to face charges? Did she not want to face him after she did that? Well, the the whole idea of Mr. White and Spectre and the the threat that it all holds, she clearly knew it more than he did. It takes a bit more time for him to learn that clearly throughout the films. Okay. That's what I always got, that her knowing the depth of what they were capable of. Okay, so she would have been dead anyways, or they would have targeted him. Yeah. Okay. Or remorse, guilt. I feel like it's all kind of yeah. Which like like I decision. I understand it, but I was just like, no, you why? could have done this. I yeah, know. it's like it's more of like a why, 
but also like I get it because there is again there's so much backstory like you just said so it's like no why don't you watch Spectre because Spectre is basically the introduction of him and Madeline and I don't ship it Fair. at all okay I, can't I had it. a feeling but I just wanted to check in just circle back like no offense truly no offense I just I I can't do it <laughs> just the... so is it there's a quantum lot. solace Spectre Sky oh Skyfall, Skyfall and Spectre, Spectre. And okay no time to die so I completely okay so I literally Spectre just watched and went to no time to die and I literally just watched the middle James Bond for some reason <laughs> literally <laughs> Um, I remember that was like a snow day and we're like we're gonna watch Skyfall and I'm like okay I the Skyfall opening is my favorite opening though oh it was fantastic the Skyfall opening um but yeah and just it was too much and no time to die too but I was like I'm doing it for Vesper (laughs) um but there's also a lot to be said again with James Bond and water and I don't remember the other films to question this but at least in the Daniel Craig films like there's that part where he the the train and water and then when he comes out of the water in Casino Royale I was like what is the movie we're talking about Vesper's death is in water Felix's death is in water this man loses so much to water (laughs) and also kind of gains from it as well and it's if I had the time and the energy to devote myself to like a really critical piece, the English major in me would have a field day, but also I'd be very depressed. <laughs> so, it would, it, yeah, he does. Yeah. It's That's a very lot. interesting when you like, I kept questioning. I was like, there's a lot of water in this film. What's happening? And like water is it's, it, you know, there's, there's cleansing elements of water and there's, the the waves of water and how all-consuming they could be and again it's just it's fascinating and yeah I want to know the backstory behind that (laughs) but yeah um so she Vesper is essentially responsible for every part of him and which is what's so interesting is that like obviously 2006 we didn't have Tumblr Twitter any of that stuff so you couldn't really come online and kind of search um there still aren't any fix it fix which is a tragedy there's that not even really one. surprises me yeah I don't get it because I don't understand that what I discovered especially during no time to die when the promo and everything was happening that like I follow a lot of people that loved Casino Royale and Vesper mm-hmm. so it's just very confusing how there aren't yeah yeah that doesn't make sense I mean unless people are like I don't know like not as like they accept it and not wanting to write a fix it fix and just like I don't know you know like is anyone getting as deep to write the fan I feel like they are but I don't, I don't know under- I'm just shocked that I it hasn't too. been done maybe I'm not I want to say like or- it's it could probably be in like the fan fan fiction archives <laughs> could be and not in AO3 which is where I'm looking that could also that's true it, that's true it's back in the days obviously AO3 yeah fanfiction.net um does it even still exist I don't know I haven't been there in a very long time I thought it didn't exist now I'm curious but anyway I, I feel like it should still exist Look what you did. Now I have to search it. <laughs> so there is then literally. Yes, it does still exist. Oh, okay. Nice. I might have to go search there. I know what you're doing. Yes. Um, the, so you'll know this, but it's like when it comes armor, we talk about armor a lot. Yes. A lot. Yes. And there, I just need a moment how they get under each other's armor it's daniel craig's delivery of that scene is one of the best i've ever seen did not mean for that to rhyme but like holy hell 
it's just so perfect. And that is what essentially carries on, I think, throughout the other films, is that, yes, he meets Madeline, falls in love, child. (laughs) The child did not do anything. It's not the child's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horrible. I just really love Vesper a lot. But I couldn't tell. Yeah. Neither could our listeners. No, no, no. Um, No, Madeline's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She, I, I appreciate her for telling him, you need to go let, let her go, basically. You need to forgive her. You are still carrying her with you. And that's the thing. Like, I am such a fan of the way that he says, you know, you stripped it from me, whatever I am, I'm yours. Because it's really in that moment where he, if like he could physically take out his heart and put it in her hands, if we're watching that kind of a show, where such things were possible, he yeah. would. That's yeah. sen- like metaphorically, that's exactly what happens. The minute he kind of opens up to her, that's it. Because once he closes off from her betrayal, he's close till the end. And as much as he opens himself up later, as much as he accepts this, uh, everything with Madeline, especially the kid, I think she really helps him open up a bit more and learn to trust her because you can't not love a child. There especially someone with his capacity to love is going to love this child. And it's really beautiful how he kind of wants her to be his there. There is that desire in him clearly, but until that moment, his heart is completely still barred Mm -hmm. because of, and for Vesper. And even when he lets her go, like the fact that he says, I miss you. Like, all that rage and all that betrayal and all that anger like he I think he realizes the weight of what she has done yeah but it's still so just aching in him that he does miss her and he's always going to miss her he doesn't have to now because they're both dead and they could be together in heaven but and how many years has it been since has it been like I'm guessing that how old is she like seven she looks about no no I feel like she's younger maybe five okay the kid's five well although it doesn't actually like take place in 2021 because then it would be no I think it's like 2019 oh I don't know I I forgot that detail but it's at least been 50 it's been more than a decade okay it's been more than a decade for sure and she she's just under his skin still there like she's still a part of him and essentially because he he allowed that to happen he gave himself to her he allowed that to happen and she the thing is that like and I haven't heard anyone say this although I feel like anyone that does is probably a dude bro you know that like she betrayed him and she never really loved him but she did you know she did there's no the question way that. that she cries like when she's holding her tears as she's telling him that like if any like nothing was left of him but his smile and his finger that like he would still literally though destroys me because you can tell how much she is just trying not to burst out absolutely and like between that and then also that morning she took off the necklace and they make a point to talk about that clearly yeah she loves him yeah there is no question about that yep and the way that she kisses his hand in the water is yeah a lot yeah that was a lot that was rough that whole scene that was rough and very stressful yeah it was very very stressful because I always like to think that maybe I I I imagined her death (laughs) and then it's not really gonna happen and well, you, way- you could stop it as they're sailing around the world and he sends a reg- resignation and you're like, oh, that's well, done. Was, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there's also the matter of like how he cr- like cradles her body even after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was rough. It's a love story. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but. It is a love story. Romeo and Juliet never fucked me up like this. I don't care for him. No, I don't either. We got two high schoolers falling in love with each other. <laughs> like, 
it never messed me up, but this no. story messed me up. <laughs> it, oh God. I don't well, know. It's like, I was thinking too, because it, it's almost like Moulin Rouge in a way where it's like, God damn. Why? The girl has to die. And it's very sad. They both end up cradled. Yeah. And it's very upsetting. Oh, and they're both wearing red. There's also a lot to be said about why she's wearing red. I'm just like, did you guys know that red and the lady in red is like kind of an ominous color? Was that on purpose, writers? Or was that? Because it was definitely like throughout the shots, like clearly like she was here. It's like red, like warning Mm -hmm. maybe and like stuff like that. And so like it was also very easy for him to follow her and for our eyes to follow her. Yeah. Um. And then her, throughout, like, her lipstick and just all these things are like, did you think things through? Was this oh, on purpose did. or am I reading too much into it? They definitely thought this through. It's a romance. It's a love story. Like, and it's the greatest love story. It, she's Bond's best girl. I, again, I don't remember any of them the way that I remember her. Yeah, I was, like, immediately, as soon as she came on screen, I was, like, okay here she is she's awesome yeah like she's she's a great character her personality is great like yeah yeah i mean i probably will go watch the rest of the bond films in time so we'll see what happens but she's amazing yeah there's also a tragic lack of fan videos i have seen all five that exist (laughs) only five five or so i've watched them all okay do people ship James with like someone else from Casino Royale? Like, I'm just surprised not much came I out know from people, Casino Royale. I think people ship James and M. No, no, no. Q. Sorry. From, yes. Yeah. I heard that. That's yeah. okay. I've heard but, that one. But which I rather have that than fine. If it's not going to be Vesper, let him go the other route. Fine <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, it's just. Hi. It's it's a love story and it's it's so good. And it's a fantastic spy love story. Oh yeah. Like it's just it's so the, the fact it's such she, a good undercover love story. He would story. have also been dead without him. There's that multiple times because yes. of the, the the poisoning. The poisoning. Like, you're telling me that an MI6 agent couldn't notice poison? he was too distracted there's that really fascinating line in the man from uncle which i love um when she's lacing napoleon's drink and he says something like how did you know i was gonna go for the scotch or whatever he gets and she's like i laced all of them that's one thing to kind of like you know be where you're like okay you get a pass yeah but I feel like for him to have the drink delivered by his girl, um, yeah, adds, I cannot say his French name, uh, from that girl. Yeah. Where you just, you take it and you drink it. Come yeah. on, my guy. Like, yeah. Be more careful. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that, like, even while he's, you know, going into cardiac arrest and everything, her noticing that he's gone is what saves him. Mm-hmm. So hi, yes, that like the way that they keep observing each other during the game is also a really fascinating yes. thing. Yes. So even when they're not in the same shot and you just, you know that like they're with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then also she saved him with the, uh, the torture. Yeah. Like that's, they said at the end. Like she gave up the money to save him. Yep. So what? <laughs> like what? How could that how could she not love him? It's a love story. They both love each other. And what's so interesting is how shocked she is when he says that in the end, when he says, I wonder if it's the, like why I love you. And she's like, You love me. And it's Oh, it destroys me because 
that's her realizing that oh my god he really does feel the same way he did like strip his armor for me this is real and it makes it that much worse yeah more painful way worse it really it's just like it's just such a gut punch when they do they both like bared so much of themselves even though she did hide stuff but like they still bared so much of themselves and then they she hid what was necessary and you could tell that it was eating her alive while it was happening you could oh my god yeah because the second she saw what he was capable of the second she watched his vulnerability i think that's when it really kind of changes for vesper she realizes that okay this man isn't just the hothead and his ego there's something bigger than his ego and it's his heart yeah and she you know realizing that in the shower scene for what he's capable of and what he does for her that's when it it just it becomes clear that they they both kind of misjudged each other as well Mm -hmm. which is also the best part of fake dating is that like you really are for a moment convinced that you are not going to fall for this person that this is just a ruse it's for everybody else but you two have your cards locked and nothing is going to change. No draws are different. you two. Like, hi, idiots. We love you. Uh, and that's, that's really, I think that's the best part of fake dating is the clownery because I'm from both parts. Because even best yeah. part, like, you know that she was just like, oh my God. Oh my yeah. So this whole time ending. she's like, this guy's an idiot. Like, Why is he the way that he is? Why am I stuck with him? Actual thoughts from Vesper's head. Like, absolutely. And, and then they do, they both here. end up falling and it's, it is, it's beautiful. And it's so, again, the timing is so interesting and so fascinating because you do feel that it is organic and it happens. There is that attraction because they're both attractive. Obviously you're like, okay, fine. If I'm stuck att- fake dating, I'd rather be stuck with him than that guy over there. But, and they do both show that they are attracted to each yeah. other, but they don't want to admit it. So it's like. It is like the perfect flow mm-hmm. of their emotions. And then the dinner and when he's like, I know exactly what to call it and the whole, and I love that scene because she's like, what is, I forget what she says. Um, but then when he's like, you know, because once you get a taste, you don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, oh, that's what just said. it right there. That, yeah. that Vesper is his like one true love. Yeah does have to find something else eventually but yeah it's really fascinating that they kill him in the end i I again it's great i think it's beautiful (laughs) as we know death is beautiful but it's this is ultimately what i wanted from steve and peggy when i think about it that like sometimes a second chance is so beautiful when it happens in another life that we aren't aware of it it's kind of that idea of like I mean, that did happen. Yeah. We created another timeline, which we're, I, we, I don't, no, I, we're not going over there. If we're not going there. No, we're not. We're not. That. If we, again, if we were in another genre, um, why couldn't we have a Titanic like ending where you see him, like her on the staircase welcoming him home or something? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a fantasy. Yeah. And we still got that. That's how I imagine heaven is there yeah. or something she's that like yeah that would be details. perfect yeah well now, like i said write the damn fic <laughs> go yell at someone yell at the internet please but i so i don't know other bond movies as we said how do the other ones end? they just end with him like just that's it quantum of solace is such a blur wait are you talking about I mean, oh, like, like, because you said you were, like yeah, like and, you said uh, that you were surprised that they killed him. I don't remember. Off. Okay, yeah, because I, I feel like I almost feel like it's not surprising in a way that they would kill him off because he is 007 and an agent. Like that happens. Although you do want him to live in the end, but still, it's but like then 007 can be another agent. That's yes, yes, like, yes, yes. You know, yeah. you can have two 007s. So I, I yeah. don't necessarily remember if they died, but. And maybe just because this is my timeline and I grew up with as much as I feel like, I think 
I watched Pierce Brosnan's movies first. And then sometime for a film class, I watched Sean Connery's. So it's all, like I said, it's a blur because it was just one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm watching this to watch it. Right. Okay. We're here. We're doing this. It's fine. But like, it doesn't kind of carry you. Whereas I feel like I grew up as an adult with this James Bond because I was 15 right. in 2006. Then I'm yeah, what, so you're James now. Bond. He's your James Bond. Yeah. So I did follow him a bit more. So that's why I kind of in my brain, I was like, no, there's no way they would kill him. But then I do yeah. think it is a bit more satisfying given everything that's happened that like it is essentially a sacrifice for his daughter and the woman he, the second woman he loves. <laughs> yeah. And then also I feel like it could, in a way, like his character development, like he did start off as a hothead. Yeah. So in a way it's almost, it's kind of like Iron Man. Yeah. You know, making the oh, sacrifice play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it's, it's satisfying. As sad as it is, it's satisfying. And it yeah. works to kind of bring the whole thing full circle. And again, I really love that they brought Vesper back because I always thought I was delusional. <laughs> like, I just thought I was that shipper that couldn't let it go. That was just like, because I'm haunted by her, he needs to be haunted by her <laughs> as well. So it was really nice to get that validation that yes, he is in fact just as messed up as you are because of her you were indeed haunted by her just as james was and everybody else like clearly again it was really rewarding to see that everyone i follow on my twitter feed was a vesper fan i was like ooh, we're all like we all sort of gravitated towards the same ships and things later in our future but it's just it's fascinating that even when you ask a lot of people, I knew that Casino Royale was one of the best Bond movies that I was fully aware of critics and fans alike. Mm-hmm. A lot of conversations that would happen, you would hear that, that, yeah, nothing tops Casino Royale. Casino Royale is the best one. And I always, I still think it's the best Bond movie ever, which AFI will fight me because of Goldfinch. <laughs> Casino Royale. Hands down, without question, in every way, for bond for every character that introduces even m it's just it's such a flushed out film and it's perfect like again how does a whole hour go by and then the the second half just kind of packs a punch with every yeah. minute yeah so yeah it's it's the best bond movie hands down good luck to anybody else you're going to have a great movie i don't doubt it but i do doubt that it would have like be as great as casino rail yeah it's tough it was like because like i said i like at this point i do having seen the whole movie now honestly yeah. like as much as the beginning i was like a uh, normal spy movie it's still like set up the tone for everything yeah. else so it, like they did really a good job overall with how everything ended up playing out you really get to know who james bond is yeah exactly get to know so much about him and what makes like if you had asked me back in days i was like oh no but like pierce brosnan pierce brosnan to me at that when he was playing bond is like the pinnacle of what bond should look like okay yeah you know what i mean like he has that look yeah so first, I remember thinking, oh, man, but like, will this guy do it for me? And then the second I, we got to the end of Casino Royale, I was just like, hello. <laughs> I, I was very wrong. <laughs> you are James Bond. And with his piercing blue eyes. Oh good God. God. And his eyes, you were always like, what's the story? <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think that's worth noting that, and it's the character, it's, it's the bond that Daniel Craig built with yeah. the amount of vulnerability that you, you felt it. You didn't just believe it, but you felt it from the yeah. second he hears the running water 
that look on his face lives rent free in my mind because yeah. that's when it's just like you can see his he knew head. right away something was yeah. up and and you feel it you're like oh he's yeah and then just again the armor scene like i i don't know i don't know (laughs) but why there's there's a lot to be said about how because it's it's a line that like i feel like when you read it you can picture it in a way but sometimes when it's uttered out loud in film it you're like oh this is such a film line you know what i mean like you yeah you can see that it's you're like this doesn't feel real It, it does feel believable but you're like you're such a fictional man and you don't exist in real life, but there's something about Daniel Craig's delivery that I'm like, this feels so authentic and mm-hmm. real. Like it doesn't feel like a fictional man written by a woman. <laughs> it does, but it's, it's more believable. Like you're like, you, you, you might exist somewhere in the world. Someone like you might exist. There's something about it that feels very authentic. Yeah. How sad that the most attractive men are written by women. <laughs> It's a tragedy. It is really is a tragedy. Oh boy. Yeah. So Casino Royale is a romance. A hundred percent a romance. Yeah. It's the best spy romance. Yeah. There was another one that is now ruined. Fuck that noise. But yeah. But even even before that, this still kind of like the vulnerable again the vulnerability is what sells me i feel like it, it has everything it does it has everything it has the best tropes it has humor it has clownery which is the best part um i love some clownery yes i don't like when things are too serious no because then i get bored like i'm sorry whoever's i'm sorry if i offend anyone but you gotta have some fun <laughs> like be an idiot sometimes <laughs> yeah like who is just serious all the time. No. I find that very boring, personally. For me, it doesn't work for me. No. And such clownery in terms of romance is always the best. It is, because I feel like when it comes to romance, I feel like people do tend to make fools of themselves. Mm-hmm. Not totally, but like, you know, there's a the breaking right down amount. when it's, yes, the right amount. There's I feel like there's a breaking down of their character not like a bad way like just like them addressing things and it's not always going to be you're not always going to look cool doing it nope because people aren't perfect far from it and yeah i just if you if you listen to this all the way and you haven't seen casino royale and you're like what on earth are they on this is a romance podcast (laughs) watch it it's on netflix it's tragic but it is worth every second of how beautiful their love story is and how it carries it, on it was. for for James Bond. If you if you want to know who James Bond is, if you're like, I've just heard the name, you can't just watch Casino Rail and go, okay, he's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy who's haunted by that girl. <laughs> it is. It's a great movie. And I always forget, this is like, one of Ava Green's first roles. It's not her first, but it's really early on in her career. And I just wow. Does she know her power? I want to know if people have told her, like, if they have seen her. If I ever see her on the street, that would be the first thing I tell her. Like, hi, yes. Do, do you realize the impact your character has had? Do you, you <laughs> did that? what else was she in i don't know if Uh, i've seen her in anything else she's in penny dreadful miss some miss pedigree okay that might be because i'm like she looked familiar but i couldn't place her okay i saw dumbo i and i saw like trailers for the other ones so i was like who are you the irony of two french women taking james bond's heart (laughs) Because Madeline's also French. Uh, yeah. I think her name is... Wait, I didn't Leo, realize Leo? that Vesper was French. I don't think Vesper is French. But Ava Green is French, the actress. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. 
What? I was like, wait, did I miss something? I thought she was British. No, I think she's British too. But still, I don't know. It just A plus. A plus plus. Yes, A plus. So yeah, please watch it. Go watch. Um, Let us know your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, and I, I apologize because if you think you can probably get over it after a week or two, you won't. <laughs> Every now yeah, and then. Oh my God, Vesper's theme. Oh, it was good. Yeah. And, and it's playing during the shower scene. But, you know, you'll think you'll be fine and you'll, you'll think you've moved on and everything is peachy. But then you'll see something or something will remind you of it and you're going right back down into that rabbit hole and you're not coming out for a while. So I, I apologize because that will happen. It is all her fault. Yeah. And by her fault, I mean Gisani's fault. Oh, excuse Because <laughs> she's Fine. making us all watch this and I'm in pain now. She's, she was haunted by it and then she found a way to be haunted by it. It's Vesper's <laughs> fault, but really it's your fault. I'll take the blame. I'll happily take the blame. I love her. As you should. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let us know what you think and then what other romance you'd like us to cover until we wait for a specific b show to come out sometime soon i think i don't know what show are you talking about i don't know something about bees and oh. bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i'm not but you are not wrong yeah Ooh, i'm very excited we'll be back